Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Welcome to another episode of the Better Together Podcast. My name is Rosario Picardo, and I'm here with my co-host. Callie Picardo. And today we've got a wonderful guest. We've got Dr. Yvonne Thompson, who we got to know because she came through United Theological Seminary's Doctor of Ministry program. She is a doctor for the church, but she's an awesome um hybrid combination marketplace leader. I don't know quite what I want to call her, but she's a woman after my own heart because she loves Jesus and she knows how to do business and finance. Uh, Yvonne worked in the corporate world as a CPA and consultant for most of her career, but then she's also a gifted teacher and has started this ministry called Elise that I'm hoping she'll share a little bit more with us about in a bit, but she's also written a book on rest. And so that's where we're going to be able to focus most of our time today because y'all I'm tired. (laughs) I am just tired and I could use a little extra rest. And so Yvonne has done some deep diving around this issue. So Yvonne, thank you for joining us. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you so much, Kelly and Dr. Roz, for having me. I'm excited to be here as well. We're excited to have you. Well, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about Elise and then and this book or where, whichever you want to start with. But where did this come from, this desire to explore rest? Yeah, so um, my book, Can You Sleep Like This and the Rest of God, uh, basically it's an in-depth study on the value and principles of rest as a spiritual uh, discipline. And coming from my background as a corporate professional, as a CPA, and I worked as a director and a consultant in corporate America, but Also, it involved a lot of juggling of family and doing extensive ministry work, like leadership roles in in church. And so I knew firsthand just about the hustle and bustle uh, and just always feeling overstressed. Um, And as a person individually, I felt like this is something that a lot of people were experiencing as well. And so I began to study and learn about biblical principles related to rest because I wanted to firsthand know more for myself about how to have better work-life balance. And so what I found was just a scripture-based argument uh, for slowing down and the freedom to also just to say no, no to always being overburdened, overstressed, and just always, you know, being in a position like just on the go, go, go. And so this is something that I began to explore and learn for myself and then putting it into a cohesive manner within a actual book. That's awesome. What are some of the things you've learned through this process? I mean, you it's it's hard to say no. There's so many exciting things to be doing and there's so many demands on our time. I mean, how did you personally start to kind of cut back, carve out time and space to be able to rest? Right. So, you know, 
as a consultant, I traveled a lot. And then also the client was always like, right. So I found myself, if I was in church on a Sunday morning, uh, many times in Bible class, having to step out to answer the phone, if a partner called or if a client was saying that they needed something right away, um, where, you know, they couldn't just wait till the next morning, it had to be done that night. And um, there was a point when I was traveling from East Coast to West Coast, uh, consistently on red eye flights, you know, not having slept and then being at one client on the East Coast all day, go on a red eye flight uh, and then be at the client the next morning in California. And so I was up, you know, consistently. And I realized one day when I was starting to feel a bit ill, that if something happened to me, that they, the company would keep moving on. They just hire someone else and replace me and Basically, I would have been, you know, making myself sick and killing myself, so to speak, uh, for no reason, because they would just replace me. And so in realizing that it was like an epiphany of having to take a step back and take a bit more charge over my life. And then in studying the word, understanding the principle from Genesis 2, when God said that rest that work is good, but rest is blessed. Like when God rested on the seventh day, we see throughout Genesis chapter one, where everything that God created, he called it good. But when he rested on the seventh day, he said it was blessed. So not only was everything good, but specifically when he rested, the day itself was blessed. And so from that perspective, it's like I just started on a journey of really seeking the Lord to have more balance in my life and understand what it really means to rest. Why do you think um, people are on the go so much and, you know, not practicing rest or Sabbath? Well, I believe a lot of it has to do with the culture that we live in. We live in a performance culture. Everything that we do, you know, even, for example, in the marketplace work, you have evaluations on how well you do, uh, how much you how well you perform or like, for example, productivity, if you work in uh digits type of environment, like uh, manufacturing, how much you produce in an hour. Commissions are based on how much you bring in. Like everything is numeric and measured by what you do and how much you do. And I think in the church as well, uh, ministry related environments, that same mindset is there that if you're not busy, then you're being lazy or shirking responsibility or like people use the the parable analogy about one person had a talent, one talent, other person had five talents and 10 talents, you know, so that's used that we're supposed to be productive because the person who went and buried his one talent, he was considered lazy, but that was not the principle that was there was just basically being a good steward over what God gives you and not really a case of just more productivity. And so I believe a lot of it has to do with uh, performance culture, being obsessed with productivity, and there's always value put on being on the go, the more you produce, being active and being busy. And if you say, like even in the United States, you know, most, a lot of companies 
still only have two weeks vacation or three weeks vacation. Whereas overseas in a lot of other cultures, I was actually just reading something, I think it was yesterday or maybe this morning, that on average, it's five and a half weeks that companies have and allow for people to have for that time of of break, a break, vacation, refreshing. And here in the States, even with that minimal amount of time for vacation, a lot of times people don't feel empowered to take their vacation because it's perceived as that person is a slacker or they don't want to do the work. Uh, and I've seen that time and time again, even in the companies that I've worked for, I, I've always had you know four or five weeks vacation, but a lot of times, a lot of people did not take their full vacation because of the uh, connotation of them not being a person who was productive or they weren't focused on being successful because they wanted to take a vacation. Crazy. I know it's, there is, it's hard to, even if you have the time to take off to take it because there is so much pressure. And even as Christians, it's infiltrated the faith, our faith, and it's infiltrated churches. And it's kind of like the, oh, look at me, I'm bearing my cross for Christ when really Christ died for the church. We don't have to die for the church. That's what he's, he did. And also with that as well, you know, I, because of looking at the culture and the environments that I've worked in, like when you look at scripture and I'm not talking about doctrine, like I'm mainly looking at the principle, like the principle in the old Testament, one, you can trace it through to the new Testament. But one of the things that I found very enlightening was that not only did God rest on the seventh day, like he established it for himself as a principle. And here it is, God almighty, all powerful, all knowing, like, did he really need to rest? Did he really do that much work? He spoke the creation into existence. So how laborious was that? <laughs> he said, yeah. let there be light, you know? So what did he actually need to rest from? It was a principle that he was establishing. And then when you move through the remainder of the Pentateuch, Exodus, Leviticus numbers, like there's a heavy uh, emphasis that not only did he set the example for himself in Genesis, but then he has established it as a principle for the children of Israel every seventh day. But then it became every seventh year. Every seventh year was a time of rest. And then there were seven cycles of the seven years. So then we come to the 50th year, which was the year of Jubilee. So, and then, you know, what further highlighted the importance of that principle was around the fact that it was punishable by death. Like if you did not keep the Sabbath, it was punishable by death. And so it's just like, like that's pretty heavy, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so it really boiled down to trust and obedience. One, just to obey God and two, trust that here it is, you work for six years. And then that seventh year, you're not allowed to work. It's supposed to be a, a year of Sabbath. The land is fallow, your animals, everyone's supposed to rest, animals, everything is supposed to rest. So now it becomes a trust that I'm going to trust God in the seventh year that he's still going to provide for me in this time of rest. And so I began to pull out those principles that not only is it just about the physical rest, but in that physical rest, you know, uh, it, it, it involves trust and obedience as well. That'll grow your faith 
a lot <laughs> when you really trust God to say, okay, God, I'm going to try not doing anything. And I'm going to believe that the world is still going to turn without me running and spinning my wheels like crazy. Right. <laughs> How have you seen the pandemic play into this? In terms of the concept, concept of people not resting? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that it plays into it as well because a lot of times when we look at not just the culture of being on the go, uh, it's almost kind of like a mindset where there's an overemphasis on circumstances, like what's going on around all the negativity that's around us, what we see. So from two perspectives, one spiritually as believers, our senses become a bit dulled because we're listening. There's so much information, like so much information, social media, the news. And so we don't take time to just be still to like rest, rest our mind, rest our spirits, rest in God's presence. And so we're just consumed with all these things around us that our spiritual senses become uh, dull. So we're not able to actually see spiritually. We're not able to hear uh, adequately because hear what God is doing, see what God is wanting to do because we're not, we're, we're not being still, right? We're just constantly on the go. And then there's the other side of it where with all these things that there's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, uh, people are filled with fear, doubt, unbelief, and all these things. And so people are suffering from these and so then people try to achieve peace on their own. So people start self-medicating, self-medicating. It doesn't always have to be alcohol or drugs. It can be like just sitting and watching too much TV, you know, sleeping, oversleeping people who have no problems resting. And so they just sleep all the time because they're trying to numb or block out the noise, block out the pain. So people find things to self-medicate and sometimes even as believers, we find ourselves doing this where we will, you know, sit on social media all day or, you know, kids play their Xbox all day or, you know, talk on the phone and there's no space. We're not giving space to be in God's presence. So all these things are temporary fixes to ease the pain, provide comfort, um, block out the ability to hear all the noise and all the pain that we see and hear going on in the world. But we're not uh, taking time to just rest in God's presence. So there's the physical rest and there's also the spiritual aspect of rest because on that seventh day, they weren't just resting from a physical perspective. They were also using that time to worship, celebrate God's presence and reflect on God as well. So that's the other component of rest. Yvonne, you mentioned how sometimes sleeping too much can be a way of self-medicating, but you also give a lot of attention to sleeping well in your book. And I know so many people who struggle with insomnia or just difficulty falling asleep, or even they sleep, but they don't get real rest from it. They're not getting adequate sleep. What suggestions do you have for us to actually get to sleep well, <laughs> not just to sleep and count the hours, but to sleep well? Yeah, and I actually include a number of uh, funny stories throughout the book um, about different sleep uh, anecdotes that I've experienced. Um, but in tips of like the same journey myself of how to have better rest and have better sleep, you know, 
things that I came across that I thought were very powerful was the concept of shutting down prior to the time of going to sleep. So, you know, if you go to bed at 10, if you're working and being active and moving around and doing a lot of things and just say, okay, it's time for bed, more than likely your brain hasn't slowed down. And so uh, there's tips that I share about how, you know, a couple hours before bed, we should wind down, you know, whether it's stop working, um, stop reading and like listening to soft music or, you know, doing things that help our brain to just start to slow down from the activities, from work and hustle bustle of family obligations. A lot of times people have TVs in their room. And this is something for years that I've, you know, shunned away from. But if you, you know, watch TV, try to fall asleep watching TV, that impacts the ability of the brain to slow down. I think it's the something like the blue light or from the, the uh, reflection from the TV. Um, same thing on the phone. If you have uh, phones or like your Kindle, you know, you can actually change the setting for like your rest mode. And if you notice, it will reduce the reflection or the the blue light of it, because all these things um, trigger your brain senses or sleep senses or whatever it is that the technical term is from um, from calming down. And so these are all tips to like, uh, you know, follow to help with that. So shutting down a couple hours prior to going to sleep, um, not sleeping with the TV, trying not to have go to bed with your phone, you know, that you're not looking at the phone, which is so hard for so many people. Yes. Um, but to turn off that phone, you know, shut it down. You're not on Facebook or social media because all those things are keeping your senses alert and does not facilitate the process of going into that sleep mode. Yeah, that's really important. And uh, thankful for smartphones having uh that notification button that you can turn off during sleep <laughs> so you know you hear constant dinging either definitely well yvonne this has been really good i mean if pe as people are thinking gosh i want to start thinking about next steps i want to be working on resting better what are some things that we can do both for you shared some practical, actually sleeping tips, but any other practical tips for resting spiritually and resting in God? Yes. As believers, I really, I strongly believe um, that there are things that we have to, we have to be intentional as it relates to rest. Um, at the end of every chapter, I have uh, what's called reflect, respond, and rest, where there's questions asked about from a, from a practical perspective, but then also looking at things from a spiritual perspective. And some of the things that you know I talk about in one of the chapters is about just being still, being proactive, being intentional to be still in God's presence, where we're proactively taking time to rest. So we take time physically, but we're also like the word says in Psalms 46, be still and know that I am God. Um, so that we are setting time aside for being in God's presence, because when we get centered in him from a spiritual perspective, that helps us. Like when we're experiencing anxiety, stress, depression, even sleeplessness, if it's not medically related, it ties to like our spirit's uh, being, 
you know, anxious or stress. And so the best way to do that is to be in God's presence, to read the word, uh, pray. Uh, I talk about fervent prayer. I talk about prayer, uh, praise and worship, meditation, and not, you know, new age meditation, yeah. but meditating on God's word, meditating on his presence. All these things help to still us. All these things help to center us and calm us and just to rest and relax in his presence. That's awesome. Yvonne, help us help readers or not readers. We're not doing a blog here. We're doing <laughs> a podcast. Forgive me, folks, listeners who want to connect with you. How can they find more about you? How can they find your book? What's the best way? Yes. Yeah, so um, can you sleep like this? And the rest of God can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. Uh, it's can you sleep like this and the rest of God? And it's readily available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Please do leave a review as well. And then um, my website, elisi.org or Yvonne Thompson, it will all take you to the same place, yvonnethompson.org, elisi.org. And you can, I have actually a free devotional um, that helps resting in God's presence. It's free. Um, you can just sign up for it, download it uh, right from my website, elici.org, elici.org. Sounds like an incredible. That's awesome. People. And we will make sure to put those links when we share. Yvonne, thanks for joining us today. We've loved having you and I'm hoping to have a little better rest tonight. I mean, if your book can help too with five-year-olds waking you up in the middle of the night, that would be great. I don't know that she's quite old enough to read the book, but hopefully we can get her resting better as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast, Better Together. <laughs> Thank you. And listeners, if you want to share this with a friend, uh, you know somebody that needs some rest, we encourage you to do that. Until next time, remember, we are better together.